What? How do you make holy water? How? You boil the hell out of it. Full Circle is brought to you by KH Industries, Connecticut's leading neighborhood landscaper. Check them out on Facebook for a quote today. Welcome to Full Circle with Nick and Fred, your favorite podcast for pop culture, sports, internet stories, and more. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Fred. Yo! What up, Circle people? It's Full Circle with Nick and Fred. And IG Matt. Matt, say hey to the people. Hey, what's up, everyone? All right, guys. We got a great show lined up for you. It's episode five. Zero. It's episode 50. I know we didn't really get into this, but it's pretty much the end of season one. I'm going to put out a trailer before I release the next episode, um, but that gives us a week. So this is the end of season one. We're going to get a nice little refresh, which really means low-key nothing's changing, but we want people to get a better, fresh angle at full circle. Uh, so we're going to get into that real soon. I'm pretty excited about it. I know Nick's excited about it. He bought new pants for it. Didn't you, Nick? Yes, I am wearing them right now, and I have not soiled them yet, so it's going good. <laughs> it's going good. All right, no, we got a good show lined up for you guys. We're gonna get, I'm super stoked to get into it, but I'm going to let Nick open with his two things. Nick, go ahead and get into it, bro. All right, so first, Fred, this is for you. Remember, oh, no. you used to uh, remember you used to own a Ford Focus, right? I did. I did. It was my first car when I stayed in state for college. I got a 2012 Ford Focus. I am driving home from golf. And there's a Ford Focus in front of me with a one-foot spoiler on it. <laughs> Dude, they're doing it wrong. It needs to be a five-foot spoiler. <laughs> Duh. Dude, it looks so dumb. Listen, I have these, like, rules when it comes to, like, spoilers with cars. If it looks cheap, it is cheap. Okay, that's rule number one. Two, if you can't make your car spoiler look like that tuner car from the movie Cars, you know what I'm talking about, Nick? It's got, like, eight layers to it. Remember uh, the green car and cars, and it's got like the the spoiler that's like twenty feet high with like eight different layers to it. You know yeah, 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 I remember. That's the rule. Those those are the two vibes that you go for. If you can't accomplish it, don't bother. Don't bother. Yeah, that's that's terrifying. What was your what was your second thing, Nick? What do you got? Yeah, it looks super cheap. But um, second thing, I went to D'Angelo's right before I came home after golf. After I saw that horrible spoiler, and the floor inside D'Angelo's for some reason is super sticky and. I don't know, Matt. What do you think? Are sticky floors not the worst thing there ever is? I just, my shoes sticking the whole time. Every time I step. Yeah, I hate, yeah. Sticky floors are terrible. The bottom of your shoes, it's like you're stepping on gum every every step. It's pretty annoying. And you, it's probably, I don't know, they're like cleaning stuff from when they mop the floor, but it also could just be grosser things. So, but yeah, it's the most annoying sound, to be honest. Uh, it's pine saw boys. Okay, that's what that is. Um, no, I gotta. We're gonna go with the pull off the rip. I love when Nick throws these random little se- segments out because I love pulling on this. Guys, what's worse, a sticky floor or a slippery floor? I hate slippery floors. What Ooh, do you that that that's is a, good. That's a good um, pull. Sticky floor worse. Sticky floor totally worse. I think a sticky floor is worse. Matt, what do you think? Oh, sticky floor. That's sticky what floor. I was so going for. We got three sticky floors, but I think slippery floor will get up there because, like, I've done some damage on a slippery floor, so I can I can appreciate that. But I think sticky is even worse. Um, but that, yeah, those are solid opener, Nick. Solid opener. Let's let's go to the crowd. Crowd, what do you think? Yeah! Good stuff, Nick. Nick, way to get it going. Um, I also 
had some random things that we're just going to throw up in here, Nick. Okay. Did you guys see the new release for Dora coming out on Nickelodeon? I have not. You need to Google I this right not. now. No. You know what? That's going to be a new segment here on freaking Full Circle, guys. It's going to be Google this, okay? I'm going to need you to Google this. Get out your smartphone. Get out your Apple because no one has oh. it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> new Dora. It is sketch AF thoughts, boys. What do you, I, know, I, know, I know Nick saw it. Oh. <laughs> it's nasty, isn't it? Oh. Oh, what is that? What did they do to Dora? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is uh, the second thing that came up is a meme. Dora looks like she bites. <laughs> she looks like <laughs> it's just a pic- the new Dora. The picture of the like new Dora. It's a scary to- reboot, as they called it in the caption. Matt, I feel like Nick would try to capture her at work. You know what I mean? Like a little mouse. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> nah, dude. dude that's I one can't. mouse. If I saw that mouse, I ain't touching it. I'm letting it go, dude. Yeah, that's that's a big old no for me. I saw it and like, dude, it's like just darkness in her eyes, and it's just sketchy. It's just a weird animation style, and I am not a fan. I do not like it one bit. They totally. I I hope to God somebody shuts this down before it happens. But anybody listening at home, this is our first Google it segment. We're gonna make it a thing now. Google the new Dora and just just let your childhood be mad because that's that's exactly what's happening with me right now that's how i felt about it that's what i felt about it um nick i know you got some other stuff you want to talk about go ahead and get into it and we'll kind of jump around but i had to, i had to throw that in there i had to throw it in there uh i'm just i'm so disgusted by what i saw but um did you guys see that they're releasing a new flavor of pringles and that flavor is going to be spicy chicken sandwich from wendy's flavor Really? No, it's a spicy chicken sandwich Pringle. Did I hear that right? Yes. It's That's going wild. to be in a chip form. That that could that has potential to be really, really good or really, really bad based off just the sound of that in a chip form. I'm not yeah. gonna I'm not going to lie, Nick. I'm sorry to jump in, dude. I feel like that's all of Pringles flavors. Don't they have like the dill pickle and the burger and the pizza? I mean, some of them are really good, but some of them just fall flat. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I tend to only get original. That's all I get. You know, I'm just a plain old, plain old guy. Give me my regular potato chips and salt on it. Tastes delicious. But you guys know, I super love my chicken sandwiches. So I'm going to have to try this. So here's what I'm thinking. Possibly for next show, if I can find a can, that lunch, for lunch or dinner, I'm going to eat a spicy Wendy's chicken sandwich. And then when we're taping the next episode or two episodes from now, I will try the chip and see if it tastes the same or not. I'm down yeah. with this. I'm I'm down with this. And I also, I mean, I know I'm kind of jumping at the polls early, Nick, but how about a Lay's Original versus uh, Original Pringles for a poll? What do you think about that one? Oh my goodness, that is such a good poll, but I gotta go Pringles. Where do you go, Matt? Who? Uh, it's a tricky one. Man, that's tough. I'd have to, I'd have to go Pringles too. I think, uh, I think they're tastier. I'm, I'm a Pringle man myself. So it's very, I, very I close for me though. I Lay's original was like my jam after school in high school. I'd get grab a, I'd get home, I grab a bag of Lay's classics. So that's tough. That's tough. But I Pringles. I think they're tastier. 
See, I'm, I'm putting it out for the poll because I think I don't even compete. If I, if I had to really tear my limbs apart here on this one, it would be Fritos. Fritos versus Pringles. Nick, Nick what you got? Fritos. <laughs> Fritos. Gross. I was just Fritos. Those curly oh, things. They're the corn chip ones. Yeah. Yeah. Freaking boss. No. Fritos are Funyuns. Funyuns are amazing. Oh, my God. The bugles. The little, like, <laughs> witch's fingers. Yeah, and you just stuck them on your dude. They're <laughs> least sanitary. Those are no all those chips that you guys just said right there. You know when you get the variety pack of chips, they got like smart food, Doritos, Cheetos. Those that's the one chip where you're like, oh, that's the last one in the bag. I mean, for me, get, for me, that was Sun Chips. Yeah, you don't the, like the Sun originals. Chips? No, no, the originals. like the originals, fine, yeah. but yeah, like the garden salsa and like I didn't like Sun. The weird little like they're like wavy, but like they're like deep waves. It was it's good. Ugh. It's no, like yeah, the chips wavy chips. It. It's like ruffles. But you guys chip. are on crack. Okay, the sun chip, the flavored ones, dude. The freaking, they got the cheesy ones. And like you said, the tomato salsa, fine. The bland ass sun chips, original garbage. Delicious. Garbage. Delicious. Oh. Oh, I'm I surprised you like sun chips. I don't know why, Nick. Because uh, they They're taste good. like nothing. They taste like cardboard or like, I don't know. It's the, the original. The original. So what, what man? You eat cardboard? No, I'm just playing. No, <laughs> if I if it's the last one in the bat in the in the variety pack, yeah, I will eat cardboard first. No, <laughs> no. I think anything too. I'll guys, go eat a fruit, piece of fruit instead. We both know I'm the fat kid here. That's fine. I'm okay with that. But I I will never eat the baked Lay's chips. You guys ever tried those? You're crazy. Like, those are amazing. Had them at like Subway for a while. Those no, are good. Dry. Talk about cardboard. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. They're good. Oh my God! It's because they have free. less fat or something like that, Fred. It's no sodium. I need <laughs> my like salt. Less salt. I need my trans sodium. fats. I need my trans fats. All right, all right. We're moving You're on. Fat, we, can do right. a, we can do a whole episode on this. Nick, you settle down. You settle down. What's what's your next thing? What do you got here? Um, yeah. So I don't know if you guys saw this as well. This is pretty cool. But Tony Parker, former NBA future Hall of Famer. He qualified for the 2001 World Series of Poker main event, like the big tournament they do every year. He actually qualified for it. He won the PM Group's Texas Hold'em Charity Poker Tournament back in January. So, yeah, he qualified for the main event. And I just think it's really cool that he qualified for, like, the top poker event there is in the world on his own merit. And he's, you know, that's pretty cool. I'm going to go ahead and jump in on this one. I agree. Um, I don't know if you ever saw this, Nick, but uh, I think it was a couple of years ago, Tony Romo, the old cow- uh, Cowboys quarterback, he played in a golf tournament and ended up having a stray shot and up on like a like a deck or like an outer outer seating area, like a restaurant near a clubhouse or something like that on a golf course, and he chipped it to within three feet of the cup um, on the green. So, I mean, I, I know it's not like nearly the same level, but I love seeing like – top end athletes like be proficient at other things. I mean, I don't, I know I'm kind of generalizing that, but do you have any other scenarios that like off top of your head that you're like, yeah, that reminds me of this. I know Steph Curry has been playing in the PGA. I don't think he did good or anything, but he played, he played in the elite uh, tournament. Interesting. Interesting. Did he do well at all or just no, no. Sorry. golf's a Steph- tough sport. Yeah. It, it, that, I'm not going to lie there. How about you, Matt? Anything do you remember like a proficient athlete doing better at like a second sport? Not that I can think of off the top of my head, but that but going back to Tony Parker, that's that's pretty cool because that's not 
something you would really expect. Like poker. I mean, poker is, you know, that's, that's not easy to, I mean, from what I know, I'm really bad at poker. I suck. I always lose. So yeah, I mean, we always to be on the world stage for that, that's pretty impressive for a former basketball player. Like Nick said on his own merit. Yeah, for those of you who don't know about the how like big this tournament is, so just to enter the tournament, right, you have to qualify for it. But once you qualify, it costs ten thousand dollars to enter the tournament, and then like the grand prize for the winner is like ten million dollars. So this is this is big. This is huge. Like that's that's insane. Yeah, no, I'm a big fan of it. I'm a big fan of Tony Parker. I'm gonna have to keep that out. Do you know when that event is taking place? Did they say? Is it? You said twenty. It is this year, twenty twenty one. That he qualified for. Yeah, they do it every year, and usually in the summer when there's like no other sport going besides like crappy baseball, dead sport. No one cares about it. That that's that's it. <laughs> All right, well, I'll keep an eye out for that one. Um, I, I mean, I'm fascinated. I love Tony Parker, big fan. Can't wait for him to get in the Hall of Fame along with Manu Ginobili and Tim Duncan. Was already, uh, I think he was in, he was in the last ballot. He was already he's already in. So, um, but yeah, no, that's good stuff. Uh, Nick, that, Tim Duncan. I don't know if you knew this, but he was in a almost an Olympic level swimmer. Yeah, I actually watched like a document, like or it wasn't documentary. I lied. I watched his acceptance speech in the Hall of Fame, and he mentioned that like because of a storm or something, it like closed down his like pool or like the community pool or school pool, and that's how he actually started basketball, which is insane because he's quite accomplished at it. So yeah, that's a wild story in itself too. Um, pretty wild, pretty wild stuff. Pretty wild stuff. Yeah, I mean, while we're talking about wild stuff, why don't we talk about the wild shit NBA fans have been doing? Yeah, it's been excessive, but go ahead and get into them deets, bro. What do you got? Yeah, so for those of you who may not be aware that are listening, um, if maybe you don't follow the NBA, but fans have been going absolutely bonkers, and there have been six huge events. Like uh, Fans have done these six huge things at basketball games and during the playoffs, which are only like two weeks long. They've already done six things, and they're, here's insane. Here, here's, what, here's what they did. So the first thing that happened was a fan at the Philadelphia Sixers Arena he threw popcorn at Russell Westbrook as he was leaving the game. He was walking to the tunnel into uh, his, uh, yeah, in, back in the locker room. They literally dumped a bucket of popcorn on him. So, that, I mean, that's bad, but not as bad, whatever. Here's the second thing, how, showing how wild they go. A Knicks fan spit on uh, Atlanta Hawks star player Trey Young, legitimately spit on him. You can see in a video during a game. So, like, what the hell are you doing? A third thing was a Celtics fan threw an actual water bottle at Kyrie and he actually got arrested for um assault and battery with a deadly weapon which I mean he threw that was he tried to interesting take, yeah like that that's crazy another one is uh I do you guys see the video for this it's kind of funny I mean you shouldn't be doing this but it's still kind of funny a fan ran on the court and just jumped up and touched the backboard of that the 76ers wizard game did you guys see that yeah video? is that the guy that got tackled oh yeah that's that that's right. This dude, he ran he's up like a, like like football tackled from behind. I didn't yeah. know he touched the backboard, but that's that it was a funny video. He jumped up, barely touched the backboard, and then as you said, he got laid out. Good tackle. And then the fifth thing, this is terrible, all right? Like John Morant, star star point guard for the Memphis Grizzlies. His family was in the stands at uh Utah, you know, who they were playing against, just watching their um watching you know their family member play and they received a racist and sexist insult so that's real good and the last crazy event is uh emmanuel quickly 
uh, leaving MSG, going back to his locker room like uh, Russell, Russell Westbrook was. He had got, it got beer thrown on him. Oh, I didn't hear about that one. Oh, geez. And these felt- fans are like out of control. It's I'm insane. surprised that Adam Silver, who's a good commissioner, hasn't done anything about it. I mean, yeah, they're banning him. Some people getting arrested for it. But, yeah, you know, I'm surprised. A lot of those players are just, you know, I, I, I feel like they'd throw some hands if they ever got close to them. I don't, course, know if you saw like the, far. I don't know if you saw the Russell Westbrook video, but the everyone around him had to hold him back because he's about to go up in the stands and actually beat the dude who dumped popcorn. It was it him. was four security officers that had to hold restrain. Oh yeah, him. Russell Westbrook of all yeah, people is the last person I would <laughs> throw sh- throw shit at. Like I would be terrified of Russell Westbrook. He is a hothead and he, do anything. I mean that's bad. I mean throwing pop dumb popcorn on you is obviously something that would piss you off, but I would not want to be in front of him without anyone in between because you're in trouble. Just imagine this, like you're just at your desk doing your job, do, 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 bloop, 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 do whatever you do. And someone just dumps a bucket of popcorn on your head for no reason. Like, <laughs> just yeah. ridiculous. Fred? Well, first thing I just want to jump in on is two things. One, Russell Westbrook Russell Westbrook left the game due to a like alleged injury. So it wasn't like he was just leaving the floor. He was hurt, and he left a little bit early, and then they threw popcorn at him, which is just asinine, for lack of a better word. And I want your guys' thought on this because this propose, this like kind of sets up a very unique situation. The NBA is one of the very few, National, National Basketball Association, one of the very few sports where you are really that close to the players okay so like you wouldn't see you don't see this too often in like i've I've seen like old videos like the refs got it bad in football and you know like it was i think it was uh like browns fans threw like beers at the opposing team as they were leaving but it was like they were running to the tunnel it was real quick and they can't really the fans can't really engage you know what i'm saying but like to be able to be spit on and have beer thrown it's just like I don't know what it is, but it seems like it's one of the few sports you can actually get away with that as a fan. But like, why do you guys think that like they might start? I heard rumors they might start putting up like like reducing court side or like start putting up like uh you know what I'm talking about like the um not like like clear barriers or something like that. Maybe push the fans back. There's a lot of chatter about this right now. What are you guys' thoughts on this? Well, I, I think you just said it perfectly. Where. They're just so close to the fans, right? Like, we're, when you watch a basketball game, you can literally sit on the court, literally on the court, and you can literally stick out your leg and trip a player. Like, that's how close you are. So, they, they kind of feel entitled. Like, hey, I can just do whatever I want here. And I, there's so many people here, no one else knows me. Uh, maybe, and maybe that's why they feel why. I, I yeah, mean, I, I feel I, like they think that they could do whatever they want because there's going to be like no consequences yet. There's cameras everywhere, in obviously. They're going to catch you and ban you and you know fine you or whatever they need to do legally. But I also think that these people also believe that, you know, because these are professional athletes, like, oh, oh, they'll be okay. Like they almost see them as like, for lack of a better word, I think that the, the, these players use this word, but as animals, basically, like they're at the zoo and they're throwing crap at the animals. Uh, yeah, I think it was Kyrie of all people that, and maybe even Kevin Durant. So the Nets players that said something like that, which I, I guess I understand that. And in terms of like getting water bottle thrown at you, but well, there's you know, also Kyrie was too, yeah. involved in a little bit more than that. 
in terms of like the city of Boston with like stomping on the logo and used to play there and left on bad terms. So there was a couple things firing that up ahead of time, but still doesn't warrant you throwing a water bottle at them, whether it hits them or not. It, 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 that's still, that's, that's still Bush league. Yeah. It's just, it's, I mean, regardless it's messed up, but I mean, I, I'm just, I'm curious to see what, like you said, what Adam, Adam Silver does, what the NBA does moving forward, because if this behavior continues on, at the rate and the trend that it's going at, guys, I mean, this is the, you haven't seen incidents like this maybe once throughout the year uh, across the NBA, and now it's happening. We've had, like Nick, like Nick just pointed out, four or five incidents within a matter of a week and a half. Um, so it's been it's been insane. I'm very curious to keep an eye on this and what, what actually happens with the NBA. Uh, but I do want to move that forward a little bit. I know we had, what, um, four – was it four polls this week, Nick? Do you, have, do, do you remember how many we did? Yeah, four. Totally four right. Four polls. So, uh, Matt, if you got those results, let's jump into those polls and see what we got this week. All right. Yep. So, yeah, we did have four. The first one was, do you believe in global warming? We had 33 votes, 28 yes, and five no. Five no. <laughs> interesting. I expected some no, but I don't know how many I expected. That's interesting. All right. Still pretty high on the – on the yes, so that's overwhelming. Yes, uh, number two is which fictional place would you be bet would be better to go to? We had twenty five votes. Uh, it was out of the water for this one. Uh, twenty one for Pizza Planet and four for Moe's Isley Cantina. Pizza Planet, baby. yeah, Pizza no. Planet won big. Mo, what is it? I never get the name right. Moe's Isley Cantina. Moe's Isley Cantina is cool, but it's not Pizza Planet cool, dude. Come on, come on. Yeah, every number pizza, three. Every pizza place is the same. No. Wrong. Wrong. Next. Not with an arcade like that. Facts. The Martians. Can yeah. you get the green Martians? Yeah. Yeah. All right, number three. So choose the better drink. We had 28 votes, uh, 25 for Dr. Pepper, and three for Purple Flirt, probably because it does, it's <laughs> not real. <laughs> Damn. I thought the stigma of Purple Flirt would give it the edge, but I guess not. Dr. Not Pepper even close. continues <laughs> to crush my damn soul. Whatever. What's the last one? Uh, last one is, would you eat at the Chum Bucket? We had 30 <laughs> votes. Seven, yes, sounds delicious. And 23, no, sounds gross. Seven, yes. What do you guys eat? <laughs> oh, my God. Basically, <laughs> they eat the bottom of uh, crud at, uh, on a grill. Dude, that's nasty. Y'all gross. Y'all Wait, gross. Don't you remember Plankton? He was literally eating hologram food that <laughs> his wife Karen made. That was a computer, so she couldn't make real say, food. She was a computer. Oh my god! Why would you do that? Listen, do yourself a favor. Just eat at Pizza Planet where you can get double prizes. Okay, that's the way to go. All right, I'm done with that. That was that's terrifying. Seven of you, seven, seven. Matt said yes to Jump Bucket. Seven. Oh, seven. Yeah, terrifying. or seven. No, or yeah, seven. Yes, and. 23 no's. All right. Well, I'm going to let my soul heal a little bit. Nick, let's go ahead and get into about we're near halfway. What do you got for fun fact for us this week? So, real quick before we get into the fun fact, I need to give you guys another mouse update because these mouse at my work. <laughs> guys, I, it's Nick Sala's weekly mouse update. <laughs> they're going crazy. And where I am in the office, I, there's a bunch of, there's like four cubicles in a line. And my coworker, one of my coworkers behind me is in the corner, right? So I'm the second one in the corner. And her desk in the corner gets all the mice there. She gets all the mice poop she finds in her desk all the time. And it's getting a little ridiculous where she had a bag that we got somewhere for free. Like we want a little work thing, the IT department. And 
a mouse apparently chewed a hole through the bottom of her little like canvas jawstring bag in order to eat a Butterfinger. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good reason. I mean, it could be worse, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I didn't know mice really liked Butterfingers that were wrapped up, but I guess they do. I don't know. I'm not keeping any food at my place anymore, and I'm a little scared of the mice. Matt, go ahead. What do you got? What are your thoughts? Nick, like I sent you, all you have to do is uh, get a picture of Stuart Little, and anytime you get mad, you just yell at him. It'll influence you for when you get mad at these uh, mice. I I would yell at the picture every time I saw it, just because it's Stuart Little, and he's horrible. He's terrible. He's their Nick, leader. I- I got a different resolution. You put a picture of Mickey Mouse in, somewhere in the office, and then they aspire to be um, successful businessmen or business mice. <laughs> you you know? Oh, look, look, I got a bunch of little mites with pants walking around. <laughs> hey, Nick, you need any help on those reports? Top of the morning to you, Nick. <laughs> got any more of that old Chinese food? <laughs> I, need, I, need, I need that report by 3 p.m. <laughs> Yo, that took a turn. I'm excited. I'm excited, but that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, keep humping. Happy, happy hunting, Nick. Happy hunting. Thank you. I cannot wait until I capture another one, and then I'm gonna interview him, and I'll put the interview on the podcast. All right, all right. I gotta interrupt, Matt. Put your damn hand down, guys. This new software we have, we can put our hand up when we want to talk. Matt's stupid hand is still raised. It's been raised for five minutes. Come on, Matt. Get it together. Relax, relax. Get it together. What if you want to say another thing? Well, Matt, do you want to say something? No. That's what I thought. No, I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, I actually, I just forgot. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> Nick, go ahead and jump into that fun fact. Is it mouse related? Of course it is. Let's go. Did you guys know? I learned this because obviously when I'm at work and there's a bunch of mice around, you know, I'm going to be able to do a little research. You know, I want to get inside the mind of the mouse. How are you going to catch a mouse without being a mouse? So I found these uh, extraordinary facts. Did you know mice can go months, like w- multiple months without water? And the reason why they can go multiple months without water is they get most of their like hydration and water through the moisture and the food they eat. So they can actually only go two to four days without eating food. But without water, they can they can go months without water. And I just thought that was insane. Basically, the opposite of humans, like insane, like damn. I did not realize that at all. Actually, I honestly never knew that because, like, and like, obviously, you know, ratatouille has to be extremely accurate. They, they, they need water and food, like very good food, actually. Yeah, that that's why they go to the restaurants because they want gourmet food with a bunch of moisture in it, and that's why they went to Gustav's. And unless they got all... unless you're a meal, like garbage. Yeah, unless you're yeah, unless you're like Fred Hool eating food out of the garbage. You go to a restaurant and eat food like a normal mouse. And that's what Ratatouille did. And then he became a chef. But um, yeah, guys, it can go months without water. It's crazy. Learn something <laughs> new every day, man. I'm going to, again, I, I, I preach on this. Uh, you listen to Full Circle for the fun facts, guys. You're going to win trivia based on something you learned from Nick Sawa. Congratulations. Congratulations on that $20 gift card and free craft beer. All because you know mice don't need water. Good job, Nick. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you proud of it but uh fred i think we're uh getting halfway through the show can we hear one of your world famous ads nick i'm actually really glad that you brought this up i'm really glad that you brought this up because it's actually you this 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 ad is about you nick and i know you're humble and you don't want to tell everybody about it but i am okay 
Guys, our very own host, Nick Sala, has released a New York Times bestseller called Stort Little Loser, okay? The False Hope. <laughs> and what this book is, is it is an absolutely great piece into the life of mice and how annoying they are and how COVID isn't the real threat to society, guys. It's mice. You find them in your workplace. You find them in your home. This is a riveting piece of art by Nick Sawa, and it explains everything you need to know about mice, the problem, the anti-utopianism that they bring to modern society, that mice are the issue, okay? So go out, go to your local Barnes & Noble, go to Amazon, okay? Amazon's got everything. Get your copy of Stort Little Loser, okay? The False Hope by our very own New York Times bestseller, Nick Sawa. Yes, um, I actually really enjoyed writing that book. I'm th- thank you for bringing it up on the air. Um, I don't know if you knew this. I actually lived as a mouse for an entire week. It was pretty tough because uh, I had to get all my moisture for food, as I just said. Nick, was I that when you died. were working at Chuck E. Cheese? <laughs> no, I, I, that was there for unrelated reasons. <laughs> unrelated reasons. Yeah, but no, seriously, guys. I know, like I said, I knew he wasn't going to bring it up, but. This is a riveting piece. It's it's eye-opening into the issues in, in modern America. And get, get, yourself, get yourself a copy today, okay? Um, $17.99. If you get it now, especially on Amazon, actually, they're doing a special order, $19.99. And you get a quick little two-minute audio of Nick um, explaining his adventures as being a mouse. So get on that. Get on that today. Um, a real quick side note about the bestsellers. I don't know if you guys knew this, but do you know literally anyone can be a New York Times bestseller? Did not know that at all. A well, random fun fact again. But well, here's the thing. Mean? All you need to do is sell a certain amount of books. And you, so you yourself could publish a book and buy a shit ton of your own books. And then you're a New York Times bestseller. It's not, I'm not even joking. And what is there like a number? I'm going to have to research this for next week. I'm writing this down right now. NY bestseller. So there's got to be like a number you got to hit or something. There's got to be something. Yeah, there is. I'm, I'm not sure what it is. It's probably like four too, Nick. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you sold four books. You're a New York Times bestseller. Also, you know what? No, quick rant time with Fred, okay? I'm tired of this. What was the other one? Oh, according to the Washington Post, or what's the other one? New York Times or New York Post. I don't give a crap about newspapers anymore. Since when is newspaper a credible location for information? I hate that, dude. Every time I watch a news outlet or I'm listening to something, or it's like Twitter and it's like the Huffington Post states, I don't give a fuck about the Huffington Post, okay? So let's just move on from that narrative. I want who said it, and I want where it was said. I want credibility. Don't give me this nonsense. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, People Magazine. I don't give a crap about the People People Magazine. And rant. Sorry. Sorry about it. Go ahead, Nick. Sorry. <laughs> uh, just so you know, it takes only selling 5,000 books in one week to become a bestseller. I feel like that's actually harder than it sounds, but you never know. I mean, I, I mean, guess you know enough people. I feel like it's an easy if I bought 5,000 of my own books. Is there a requirement on how long the book has to be? I'm not sure. Probably We're not. Gonna have to look at it. I'm curious because like, I could write five pages and then be like, give it to like, you know, sell it to like a dollar. Don't lie to me that you can write five pages. I can do it. No, dude, I struggled. That's why I didn't, Three go pictures. I didn't do well in college. Uh, all right. So we're going to guys, I got a really, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about this week. We got some top threes and this was inspired by my obsession with barstool sports and I'm excited about it. So instead of doing top 10 and kind of having some overlap or some different thoughts, I got me, Nick and IG Matt here, and we're going to go over our top three for the following subjects. One, 
favorite movie villains, or actually, you know what? I got to take movie out. I mean, I I know I told these guys movies, but I did one of mine is from a TV show. So that's not going to work. So favorite villains. Okay. And then top uh, favorite movie franchises where there's at least three movies. And then lastly, favorite TV shows that are no longer airing new episodes. All right. So Matt, I'm going to give you the honors. Which one do you want to start with first and read your top three, my man? What do you got? We are going to start with top three movie villains. We're going to go right. in order because we like chronological order. We do chronological around here. What do you got? So number three. So I'm going to go. So three is Scar from The Lion King. Ooh. Scar was badass, actually. Okay. I did. I liked him even though he did some horrible things. But he was a good villain. Very good villain. I dig that. Number two, Darth Vader. Yes, Darth sir. Vader, iconic. Gotta love that black suit and the James Earl Jones impression and the and the uh, breathing. <clears throat> oh, God. Number one is my favorite uh, villain of all time. It's the Joker. Uh, whether it's from I did wa- uh, read some of the comics, uh, but mostly from the Batman movies. The Joker, awesome. Dark Knight's my favorite movie of all time. Heath Ledger did a wonderful job, and just the actual. Uh, like sayings and all of his verbiage, everything, his lines, just spot on. He's a great, great villain. I think that's a hell of a lineup. Nick, I'm going to cut you off because I pretty much had the same lineup as Matt, so I'm going to be very quick about this. But, Matt, I could not dis- I-, I could not agree with you more. You nailed it. You're on point. I have Darth Vader at three, Black Suit, James Earl Jones, okay, red lightsaber, just slaughtering people. Freaking Darth Vader. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. Number two, Heath Ledger. That, I mean, it's arguably the role that, uh, you know, rest in peace, ended his life. He got so into it. It was insane. He died there shortly after. But one of the most iconic movie villains of all time, if you watch The Dark Knight, it is an absolute masterpiece. He should have won every award ever for that role, period. Okay? But the reason I effed up with the movie one, guys, number one villain in my book Dr. Doofenshmirtz, baby. Okay, right I love that dude. He always be messing up, but he, you know, he had a good vibe. He was chill. He had a cool accent. I'm about it. I'm about it. Dr. Doofenshmirtz. I love Dr. Doofenshmirtz. That's a great one. I'm so happy that you just said that. That that warms my heart right there. It's a good one. It's a good one. But Nick, what do you got? All right. So I actually have no overlapping. So Ooh. this is great. <laughs> okay. Number three. Darth Maul. Yo, are Darth you kidding Maul. me? My Darth dude's got spikes coming out of his head. And he's got a double-sided lightsaber. How cool is that? Double-sided. Like, listen, I got Nick. I'm I'm so sorry. I got to jump in on this. I'm so mad. He doesn't. He doesn't get his own like like enough screen time. Do you agree or disagree? Like, did they, should they do a Darth Maul movie or I like agree. utilize him more? Like that one always bothered me. He's insane, but he's only in like one movie for like five minutes. Yeah, they just need to do more fighting scenes. I don't I don't care about his backstory at all. Maybe a little backstory. Just show him fighting with a double-sided lightsaber. Yeah, it's, not, it's not even just the lightsaber. The martial arts, the jumping is ridiculous. Oh, I mean, you oh, can jump. He can just do a bunch of kick, like flips and twists and turns. It's incredible. George Lucas, more Darth Maul. Put him in something. I don't care. Do a Mandalorian series about just Darth Maul. I totally watch it. I'm in. I'm sold. That's it. All right, Nick, who do you got next? Number two. Hannibal Lecter. Oh my God! Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. Hello, Clarice. Oh, how did I forget that one? No, 
so disappointed. He also had his own movies after The Silence of the Lambs. He did. He a Wasn't there like three of them, Nick? How many? Do yes. You know how many? And one of them, my favorite scene is there's this dude. He literally cuts off the top of his skull and his brain is exposed. And he takes a piece of the brain and makes the dude eat it. His own brain. Damn. I never got that involved. I've seen Silence of the Lambs countless times. You can ask Cass. I'm sure she's in the room. She does not like it. But that is one of my favorite movies. And then, of course, Nick, the ultimate villain line at the end. Remember, I got to see someone for dinner. And it's the doctor that put him in jail or whatever. Oh, oh. He's going to eat him. He's going to eat him. All right. What's your number one? Number one, this guys, you guys are gonna love this. Biff from Back to the Future. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Get the heck out of here. <laughs> hey, Nick, your shoes untied. Oh, don't be so gullible, Nick. <laughs> don't be so gullible, McFly. <laughs> Dude, that's an awesome one. I hate manure. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, all right. Nick, I'm proud of you, man. That's a list. That is a list. Matt, you nailed it. You got my list down. We were thinking the same thing. That's crazy. I can't believe we had no overlap. Can't believe I missed those. That was a good one. Nick, I'm going to let you up next. Are we going to go with uh, top shows no longer running new episodes or um, top movie franchises? Top shows no longer airing is what we will do. All right, and Nick. Right it before up. I get into mine, let me have a quick poll question. Who's better, Darth Vader or Darth Maul? I think Darth Vader will win, but I don't know. Darth Maul got double. I feel like this should be this should be close. This should be close. But I'm just telling you that Lucas Films, guys, George, it is George Lucas, isn't it? I'm 99 sure it is. You've got to give this man some screen time. You've got to, please, 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 make a Darth Maul series or movie. I don't care, but. We, there's just not enough there for me. So right now I have to go Darth uh, Darth Vader on that. Uh, but Nick, what do you got? What Top you three TV shows no longer airing. Number three, Dexter's Labor- Laboratory. <laughs> Dexter's Laboratory. Dude, that is an amazing, that's one of my favorite cartoons of all time. I named my first dog after, De- named Dexter after the show. So good. What Nick, a great you, show. Nick, can you give me your best Dexter impression? GD, get out of my laboratory. <laughs> that was killer. That was killer. All right, what's your number two? Ha ha, I am Mandark. Ha ha ha, Mandark. No idea. Mandark? Okay, that's bad. Okay, anyways, number two. <laughs> Matt's going to like this one. <laughs> the Hard Times of RJ Berger. Oh my God, I cannot <laughs> believe that I did not put that in. How could I forget? Oh, that's great. Jenny Swanson. Oh my God, oh. I loved that show. It was awesome. I'm so awesome. sad it got canceled and never got a new season. I loved it. <laughs> RJ Burger. I only remember watching one or two with you, Nick, I think. It was, oh, right. literally only, yeah, only one or two seasons and ended on a cliffhanger that he got the girl <laughs> pregnant and then boom. No it, never, it never aired again. Yeah, it was crazy, crazy, crazy. I forgot about that. RJ Burger. All right, what's your number one? Of course. Blue Mountain State. Damn. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nick, I'm going to need you to put this Oreo between your butt cheeks and <laughs> run over <laughs> the 29. Dude, was that – do you know they made a movie after – they did three seasons, and then for the fourth they, season, yeah, they, they couldn't movie, get season. Yeah. They made a movie that was pretty good, but I wish they got that fourth season. Yeah, no, those are those are amazing picks. Uh, I those don't are. overlap at all, so this is going to be interesting. Matt, what are your top three, my man? Yeah, so I no no overlap. So for me, it was number three is Futurama. Ooh, Ooh. Futurama! I love that. I love Futurama. Okay. I actually didn't watch it since, since uh, till college, but I watched like the whole thing. 
and I loved it. That's a great show. It's sad it ended. Uh, number two, Scrubs. I I loved Scrubs too. Scrubs was great. They had a crappy ninth season, and it had like basically nothing to do with other than that it was like a new medical doctor. But I mean, Matt, that, I'm gonna jump in on that. Show was really funny. I want to jump in on that for one second because I actually just started watching that on Hulu, all nine seasons, guys, on Hulu, Scrubs. Um, when does it – is it like the best through up to eight? Like is all eight seasons good and then the ninth one's bad? Like any the, Yeah, they, they close that out after eight and then ninth's like a reboot. Oh, okay. It's okay. just not as well, good. good but I, mean, I watched it anyways. It's You can watch it, but it's – I mean, that's up to you. Okay. I got gotcha, gotcha. They close it after eight though. All right. Yeah, it's been pretty good so far. I think I'm almost done with season one, but I've, yeah. been, I've been all about it. It's a really good show. Really good pick there. Yeah, yeah. And number one, uh, it just ended, but Criminal Minds. You know, you know I love myself some <laughs> crime drama TV. Love that show. I, I believe, yeah, 2020 was the last season. So it just ended, but 15 seasons, started in 2005. Love that show. Can't believe it. Pretty twisted, but... You know, my favorite TV show of all Very, time. So. Well, you talked about you. I mean, you're a psych major in college. I mean, that that's what that is. Yeah. yeah but, I mean, it's, I always get made fun of for liking that show because it's so twisted. It's like, ah, come on. The storyline's really good for each, all the characters, backstories, and then all the, I don't know. The creator no, must be great show. crazy. I'll tell you and, that. And it's on Netflix now. So if you guys yep. haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, Criminal Minds. That's honestly an honorable mention for me, Matt. I almost wrote that on this list. I'm not even going to lie to you, but yeah. um, I do again. No overlap. This is crazy. I got my three. They're completely different directions and all over the freaking place. Um, but it pretty much speaks to my character. Uh, number three, guys. Do you guys remember Nickelodeon's Guts? Ooh, yes. They're going to bring it back. I I think really that, if I got the right show, um, there was a bunch of them. Like there was like Legends of the Hidden Temple and like that era of Nickelodeon. But Guts was like they did like physical challenges. Like like it was like kayaking in like a controlled water pool. They had to get like a certain time from one end to the other. And you had to climb the crag. It was just – dude, it was weird. It was a weird show, but I loved it. That was my number three, okay? And then I think they're rebooting it possibly on Paramount Plus, but I don't know. Um, number two, guys, I'm surprised you didn't mention this. Game of Thrones. Game of that, Thrones. That last season was so awful. I it was awful, it. but yeah. it was a great show. Like it really was. It yeah, like, I, I, I agree. I would st- I would have put that as an honorable mention. I didn't. Yeah, that, that's a good one. I, regardless of the last season, just yeah. No, I'm with you on that one. Not man. counting think, that. Yeah, the last season was garbage. I agree. I, I I didn't really like the way it ended. It felt rushed. But same thing as like with Scrubs. Like if you ignore those last couple episodes, a great show through and through. And guys, I, I'm never gonna give on this. I'm sorry, Drake and Josh at number one. That is Drake a great Josh. pick. Yeah, that's a good I pick. freaking Didn't love even... Drake and Josh. Me and Joe grew up watching that. We quote that all the freaking time. Um, I, I can't – Drake and Josh probably is one of the most quotable shows of all time. Freaking love it, and that's it. Dude, you can't you can't beat Drake and Josh for me. Oprah! You hit Oprah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. There's so many of them. The theater thug. <laughs> I'm not him. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Dude, I cannot. You scheduled Crazy Steve on a Monday? Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, great show. Absolutely love it. Uh, and then I'm going to go ahead and start off the last one, guys. Movie franchises, top three movie franchises. I'll make it quick. Uh, it, it, we've already went over a couple of them. One, uh, three for me, Back to the Future. Hands down, Michael J. Fox, Animal. Great performance, great story through and through. All three movies, phenomenal, no weaknesses at all. Uh, Fast and the Furious. I don't watch the newer ones. That's my number two. 
I don't really watch the newer ones, but like one, two Tokyo drift, I would say all the way to like five or six. I've said it before. Uh, a fantastic set of movies. Absolutely love fast and furious. And my number one all time series for movies, Harry freaking Potter, every single time free form or whatever the hell it's called now does a Harry Potter marathon. I'm about it. Harry Potter, every single movie. Amazing. It, you grow up with it. You, it's been around forever. Amazing period. That's it. Back to the future. Fast furious, Harry Potter. Uh, Matt, Nick, who wants to go next? Nick can go. Fred, that was a solid list. So Thank before you. my list, I would like to say my, I am not counting anything like Harry Potter or Star Wars stuff with a ton of movies. I'm only counting like three, like mo- franchises got like three or four. That's all I'm basically was thought of. Fair, so, enough, fair enough. What do you got? Number three. I love these movies. The Hangover movies. I really liked them. I thought they were great. I saw the first one in theaters when it premiered. It was just good. I really liked it. I loved all the Hangover movies. Number two, Rush Hour with Jackie Chan and Chris, uh, Chris, what's his name again? Chris, oh. Tucker. Chris Tucker, baby. Chris yeah. Tucker. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, so I loved the Rush Hour movies. They're some of my favorite movies. I, I'm, it almost edged out number one, but of course, number one, if you guys know me, Back to the Future. As Fred said, Back to the Future is probably the most solid trilogy of all time. All three movies are good. The third, you know, like some of the movies I mentioned, right? You get to the, like, even the Rush Hour and, uh, well, not really Rush Hour, but Hangover. You get to the third movie and it's kind of like, eh, they just, there's money grab. No, all three movies in Back to the Future are good. So that's my list. Number one, Back to the Future. Matt, let's hear yours. Okay. So for number three, Jurassic Park. Ooh, whoa, oh, I've seen almost all. I think they came out with a new one recently or coming out with one. But Jurassic World. Yeah, that, I've seen it all. Much. Yep. Oh, love, my that, God. love that franchise. Jurassic. Number two, Star Wars. I I yes. had to put that in there. And number yeah. one was actually 007. Now, I haven't Ooh. seen all the older movies like Sean Connery, uh, but like from like Pierce Brosnan up until uh, Daniel Craig. I've seen like all those, so that's like from like the two thousands till the till like the most recent. But I haven't yeah. seen like the Sean Connery and all those ones. Uh, so I can't. From what I know, from like the second half of it, I, I can say uh, that it, I had to put that as number one. So I mean that the popular series, and I may it may be rough to say number one if I haven't seen them all. But I mean still. And they're legendary movies. Great that is a hell of a lineup. Yeah, that is a hell of a lineup. I'm very impressed with that. Um, I'm gonna have to get you. I want to actually do this. I'm gonna write this one down as well for next for next episode, Matt. There's a wild fact, and you might already know this, but um, the 007 franchise is actually owned. Like the rights are owned by the same family, and has been for like 80 years. So they have a final say on who like on like. Uh, like uh, Influence, I should say, not a final say, but a final influence on like casting, storyline, all that, and they decide how often one comes out or, or, or and all that. Like that's why there's been so few James Bonds over history. There's like a, it's a, literally a handful. It's a very elite group because it's it's very particular. So I'm gonna get you some information on that. I think you'd be interested in. Uh, Nick, go ahead. Yeah, just let you know a uh, little teaser. It's owned by the Wilson slash Broccoli family. Is it really? Excuse me. Broccoli? 
Yes, Wilson slash Broccoli. That's a family. Fred can give us more information uh, next episode. Yeah, I'm going to look into that. You're not yeah, wrong. Albert, uh, Albert R. Broccoli and Harry Saltzman. I'm going to have to look into these names. But yes, Barbara yeah, Broccoli. Definitely the let me know because, I mean, I'm interested in that. Like I said, I, have, I haven't seen the earlier earlier movies, which I heard were pretty good for the time. You know, pretty popular movies, but still. You know, just to know more about like the backstory of them, I really actually didn't read up about the history of gonna, 007 and James Bond and, and all I'm that. I'm going to double check the names for you, but the ones that I see here on Wikipedia, because I knew a certain family owned it, so I'll look into the production stuff. But it says Albert R. Broccoli from 1962 all the way up to 1989. Um, and then it, I think it was his granddaughter or his daughter, Barbara Broccoli, took over the like the family rights and all that. And she's been um, having an influence in production since 1995. Uh, with golden eyes. So this is a very fascinating thing. I'm going to get you more information on that. Uh, Nick, anything else you want to add? Yeah, I just want a couple quick uh, facts on the broccoli family. Did you know uh, all broccoli must be handpicked because there's no machine to harvest this? Uh, broccoli crops grow two feet by two, two feet wide by two feet tall. And broccoli grows the best during the cool seasons in spring and fall. You're wild. You're wild for that. You're absolutely wild for that. Um, guys, we're getting pretty late here. I'm going to ignore Nick's random broccoli facts, and we're going to go ahead and let Matt get into his moment with Matt, but not before I play this dream, dramatic piano and say it again. Guys, welcome to this week's moment with Matt. Go ahead, Matt. Get it Get it done. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another moment with Matt. Thank you, Fred, for that piano. Always. Uh, so... Actually, this week is going to be something very simple. Nothing. I didn't really see anything too crazy that I wanted to do, whether it was a movie or a story. But actually, I just want – this might be a little bit on the spot on you guys, but I feel like it could be something that you can think of. I'll go first, though. So what are you guys looking forward to now that it's a new month? It's June. It's summer. You're getting halfway through the year almost already. can't believe it. But what are you looking forward to? upcoming for the rest of whether it's the but till the end of the year basically so so i'll go first for me it's uh i know as you guys know we're all sports fans but soccer is back you know for the um like international soccer so world cup qualifying it, it all starts in june the, the whole segment of like june and july bunch of tournaments uh for the international soccer whether it's United States or Europe, you got the Euros coming up, Copa America. So I'm a big soccer fan when it comes to international. So I'm looking forward to watching those games in the upcoming months. What do you guys got? Fred or that Nick? Is a, that is a good one. I'll, I'll jump in on this one. I got a few things, but I, I do love my uh, soccer. It's good. First of all, great to see the world healing, guys. Seriously. Like, I know it sounds really corny, but um, just all these events, fans. and the, I mean, I'm a big NHL guy. My Canes have a, a long road ahead of them. They're down 0-2 to the Tampa Bay Lightning in the second round of NHL playoffs. But um, they had, I think, oh, nearly 15,000 fans in their home game uh, la- uh, early or early this week. Um, so good, just good to see everybody back in their routine. Tra- I, I hate traffic. You guys suck. You don't know how to drive. Not you guys specifically, but the world. And uh, y'all need to get rid of your cars or, you know, get relicensed or something. But good to see that. Um, got a big, a lot of beach trips, a lot of like uh, little vacations planned um, that I've put a lot of effort into for the last few months that are going to um, go to Outer Banks next week. I got Rhode Island this weekend. Uh, and then I, uh, in a couple, a uh, couple weeks, I'm going to Daytona for a big Mustang event, which I'm kind of excited about. I haven't really done 
an official car event before, but there's a big, big, massive event in Florida I'm going to. So a lot of traveling. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't really done too, too much with the pandemic. So Nick, how about yourself? So first I'm looking forward to the basketball league that me and Matt will be starting later this month. Uh, I'm also looking forward to the NBA finals. They usually start, uh, they'll probably be at the end of June. You know, the NBA finals, probably like my favorite time of year. I always love watching them. Uh, I'm also looking forward to seeing my girlfriend's do and hopefully once uh, Canada opens up the borders. And then of course, I'm looking forward to beating both of you guys in the Buffalo Wild Wings scramble in August. Yes, August, baby. Yes, yes. But guys, I hate to break to you. Ryan Winning's going to carry me another title. That's <laughs> no all I need. Way. Ryan Winning, I love you as the much man's as I going to get nervous. He's going to give me that title. He's going to give me that title again. Your sweaty oh. hands are going to rub off on him. Boom. <laughs> Missed no, butt. Yikes, sweaty. Y'all, damn, my hand's sweaty. <laughs> Such a good video. Um, Matt, I'm gonna, I'm, I do want to jump into one thing. I know we're kind of getting, you know, near the hour mark. I know we try to keep it near an hour, but you know, we had a uh, Memorial Day this past weekend. We got the long weekend, and there is a few things I just want to go over real quick. Is there anything further for your moment, Matt, that you want to discuss? No, no, that was really it. Just what you guys are looking forward to the rest of the year. Now we're up, getting close to the second half of the year in summer. I'm also excited for season two, full circle, baby. Getting a fresh reset with the new production, full team involved. We got a rhythm now. I'm about it. I'm about it. Maybe some new segments. Very excited, but uh, that's pretty much where I'm at. Matt, thank you again. Moment with Matt. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Let me get more dream. I love that dramatic piano. Let me play. Matt, always a pleasure, Matt. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Awesome. I love that. All right. Um, Dude, wait, guys, hold on. Every time you play that piano, Fred, you sound smarter, so... I think right. whenever you want to say something and sound smart, you should uh, add that. Start rolling the dramatic piano in the background. Yeah, like like, I like that. Like roll it right now, guys. Are you buying a new vehicle? I want to go ahead and recommend that you get gap coverage. Okay, most people aren't going to tell you this. Here's a life life lesson with Fred Wool. Okay, get gap coverage for your vehicle if you're loaning. Okay, if you're if you're financing a vehicle, get gap coverage. It protects you the minute you drive off the lot, and you're guaranteed to protect your investment and. Car dealerships are going to make you think it's a scam, but it's not. It's the only one that's not a scam. Get gap coverage. Nailed it. All right. <laughs> um, oh, my Lord. You didn't sound dumb. I sounded a little dumb. I rushed it, and I didn't know what the hell I wanted to say. Well, that's, that's normal. Fine. Anyway, I just want to point out a couple things. I want your guys' uh, you know, thoughts on this. If you have any personal attachments to um, this, that would be a great thing. I just want to do a quick shout-out, and this might run us a little long, but I'm okay with that this week. Guys, um... Happy Memorial Day from Full Circle. I posted it on Facebook. We do have a new Facebook page, so check us out. Um, I just want to say like, I saw some crazy, like not like crazy, but like really cool stories pop up on Twitter. And I looked up into this a little bit, and I was a little fascinated to see this. So I'm going to do a little Fred monologue here at the end. But um, just some really cool things about Memorial Day, guys. It's not... It's not just American. Like, I, I, we're in that bubble. I mean, I haven't really traveled overseas outside of cruises. I've been to the Caribbean, but I haven't really been to Europe. And um, I actually stumbled on this on this uh, Twitter video where in the Normandy uh, American Cemetery, okay, it's one of the few American-sanctioned soil, so to speak, in, in France, um, the Normandy American Cemetery, uh, it has been a tradition, so to speak, that if it is a very sunny day, um, and on the, on the marble gravestones that they put at those sites, uh, that they will actually take sand, um, like officials and other military personnel will take sand from Omaha and Normandy beaches and rub it on the gravestone over the engraved lettering, just so that it reflects. And you can actually read 
who was buried there. Um, that hit kind of hard. I thought that was really fascinating. So they kind of rub their hand over with the mud and then they wipe it off. And then it's the golden sand is left in the engravement on the uh, gravestone. And it was just fascinating. It, it showed the letters in gold on the white marble. And it's just, it's an understatement what military personnel, especially in history, um, have gone through to provide what we have nowadays. And I just found that fascinating. And while reading up on that one, uh, I did stumble on a second story in the Netherlands. Okay. The Netherlands American Cemetery, um, Mark Grattan, and I apologize if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Every gravestone is adopted by a Dutch family who represents the fallen soldier or researches, I'm sorry, the fallen soldier, and then gifts out flowers and notes to their American heritage. So there was one woman who uh, her great uncle was in World War II. And uh, she went and met the family that had been laying flowers and paying patronage to her uncle um, over the years because she couldn't do it here in America. So I don't know if you guys had heard about this. I don't know if you have any family um, that you want to kind of mention here real quick. I know it's kind of taking a sad note, but Memorial Day is a big one. And I just thought we should talk about it. So anything you guys want to add here? Uh, I actually surprisingly I heard that. And I do have a couple Memorial Day facts if you want to hear them. I do. I know I love my facts. Go ahead, Nick. What do you got for us? So Memorial Day was actually originally named Decoration Day. Um, and Memorial, the date uh, late May was chosen because flowers are in bloom. That's why they picked uh, the end of May. And Memorial Day was declared a national holiday in 1971. And the official birthplace of Memorial Day is Waterloo, New York. Those are my facts. Did not know. Did not know any of those. Actually, I did not know any of those, and I appreciate that. It makes plenty of sense. Uh, Matt, anything else you wanted to add, bud? Well, no, uh, not really. I, I did. I thought that the Dutch thing was actually really, really cool. Uh, just the fact that they would just like honor the Americans like that and be able to send gifts and even meet some of the family or like the people that are uh, like their family or heritage. Uh, I'd never, uh, that's actually a really good story. You know, I just, I just thought it was fascinating. You know, it, it, in modern, modern culture, especially here in the States. I mean, you know, I've, n- I've never lived outside of the East coast, but it's another holiday. I mean, we all work our butts off during the week. We all know that 40 it could hours be a tradition week. for them. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Too, like, maybe some of this for the Dutch tradition or something like something that, that has to do with like humanity or, or something with, Paying homage to, you know, the Americans who helped out in Europe and, you know, fought for fought for our country and and what was right and during the time. And, you know, all those people that put their life on the line. I, I think that was that's great that they would do that. It would be cool if, if other countries did the same, you know, or if, vice versa. But, you know, still, you know, for, well, I know it sounds kind especially of corny, for Memorial Day. But what hit me with it is, I mean, I haven't really heard of, you know, us doing stuff like that here. Granted, there hasn't been, you know, a lot of like foreign fought wars on our soil, so to speak, that weren't to, to that magnitude of what World War Two and World War One were. So it's a little different. Um, but I, I don't know. It just it hits a little at home. And I mean, I had a great uncle, um, my uncle Phil. Uh, he actually went to Ellington High where we graduated, guys. It, it, they're a different breed. Um, I, I really can't say enough about that generation. Um, and he was a Vietnam vet and I mean, it, it's just, I, I had the liberty of, of getting to know him and talk to him. He lived right in Stafford, not far down the road from where I grew up. Um, before he passed, I was able to get to hear a lot of his stories and just really vibe with his energy. And I, I just, 
you know, with the modern culture and like kids on their phones and, and just so far removed from, from society, sometimes it's just, you got to remember how we got where we are. And I think it's going to become more and more vital uh, to remember that in the future. Um, but it's just one of those things I, I had to bring it up and, and pay, uh, pay my respects. Cause it's just one of the, it's, it's just not another holiday. You know what I mean? I, 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 I'm very outspoken about not a big fan of like Valentine's day or like commercialized holidays, but Memorial Memorial day should be one that you, you give a little bit more effort to a little bit more of your time. So just wanted to wrap that up. We'll wrap up this episode with a few songs of the week. And I appreciate you guys listening to my little rant about Memorial day. Um, but just wanted to get that out there. So I appreciate Matt and Nick letting me talk about that for a minute. Uh, just switch it into a lighter note and get us out of here. Nick, Matt, what are your songs of the week this week? My song of the week is Jalebi Baby by Tesher. <laughs> Say that again. Jalebi Baby. <laughs> not to be that. mistaken for the one with Jason Derulo, though. He does not like that one as much. It's not as good. Do you guys is know what Jalebi is? No. Nope. What is that? It's, a, uh, it's, a sweet, it's like a little uh, uh, Indian candy kind of thing. It looks like a pretzel, hmm. but it's like a sweet thing. Oh, that's cool. Huh? I didn't know that. I'll let you have that one. Oh, All right, man. mine is uh, Back of the Car by Rack, R-A-C. Okay, okay, Rack. Um, Back of the Car. I don't know that I've heard that one. I'm going to have to listen to that one. I like that. Um, I'm trying to – I'm literally pulling through <laughs> Spotify right now. I'm going to go with Dakiti, Dakiti, if I'm saying it right, by Bad Bunny and Jay Cortez. It's one of my favorites right now, so that's mine. Um, but that's it guys. Uh, we got Matt with back to the, uh, back of the car by rack or RAC. You got Nick with Jalebi baby by Tesher. And again, Dakani by bad bunny and Jay Cortez. Those are our songs of the week, but that is episode 50. That's the big five. Oh, Nick, what do you want? Doing an outro. What do you want? So, um, real quick before we get out of here, um, here's a fact guys. Broccoli is actually a giant bundle of oh unopened flowers. Um, also, a cup of broccoli has more vitamin C than an orange. And California is the broccoli capital of the United States. Did you um, also know broccoli is a song? All right. See you, everyone. <laughs> Did you know broccoli is a song? Also, random song of the week. Broccoli! <laughs> I think it's by Kyle. I don't even know. But that's it, guys. That's episode 5 We'll get the trailer out soon. Keep an eye out. Uh, we'll get it out before our next episode next week. Next episode will be episode one of season two. We're super excited to bring it to you guys. Other than that, enjoy your summer. Uh, Keep vibing with that nice weather and we'll be back. Y'all take it easy. Here, Broccoli. Thank you for listening to this episode of Full Circle with Nick and Fred. Be sure to check out our sponsors and follow us on Instagram at full.circlepodcast for polls and updates. Broccoli.